2: now stay with a fan for this
3: special program the baseball game is over it's time for the gene wagner plumbing baseball post game show presented by jim dandies on south 27th street in oak creek with the franchise, Tim Allen, on 1250 AM, The Fan.
4: It is a final from American Family Field, and the results, once again tonight, are not good. Where, oh, where is the Brewers' offense? So We're going to talk about that, and welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented By Jim Dandys on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. There's Tim Shea. My name is Tim Allen. And the Brewers fall tonight 2-1 the final. Don't be blaming the pitchers on this one. Including Jay Cousins. Although that was a backbreaker type run given up in that eighth inning. But, I mean, hey, your pitching staff allowed two runs. You you should win those games right there. Stephen Matz and the Cardinals uh, pitching staff really did a nice job on the Brewers. Adrian Hauser, five and two-thirds of one-run baseball. We'll take, that. we'll take that every time out. You should win a majority of your games. You get pitching like this. So hang in there on that. In that regard, okay, a little bit better on the pitching side. Walks did have three by Hauser, but uh, did, uh, did hold his own for sure and was good tonight and was good against a good Cardinals uh, offensive lineup. On the other hand, the Brewers' offensive lineup, Christian Yelich, Omar Narvaez, Rowdy Tellez, all did not start in this game because Stephen Matz was pitching today. Now, this wasn't Sandy Koufax. I mean, this was Stephen Matz. He was the pitcher for the Cardinals. Nothing against Matz. He's a pretty good pitcher, decent. But you're going to sit all three. Here we go again with this lineup. Okay, you're 4-5 and right now. And someone someone needs to remind me what the lineup is when you face lefties this year. Just saying. So you expand the uh, the the uh, protocol out a little bit, if you will. You go deeper into the game. You go deeper into the game, and you you start getting uh, pitching changes by the St. Louis Cardinals. You might want to spike in an Omar. Might want to get uh, Rowdy. Rowdy did end up with an at-bat. Might want to get Christian Yelich in there, one swing of the bat. So That's that's where we were at here. You were in a one-swing-of-the-bat mode to walk this game off. You get a leadoff base hit in the ninth inning, and then Hunter Renfro on a 31 pitch. He flies out, shallow, fly ball. Where was Yelich right there? Okay, see, we're going to just keep Renfro in there. Everybody else is pinch hittable, but Renfro? You're going to sit. Again, we're going to complain about decision making because I shouldn't say complain. I shouldn't say complain. I should say debate because that's what this show is all about. Let's debate those types of decisions. So if we have a conversation about those types of decisions, why does Renfro get the bat there and Christian Yelich, your $200 million man, is sitting on the bench when we know that one swing is going to walk this thing off and 26,000-plus at American Family Field and you and I go crazy? Didn't happen. Rowdy Telez gets the – I like that pinch hit right there. We'll take that. In for Keston Hira. That's, that's what the platoon, if indeed it is a platoon, if indeed it should be a platoon. But that was the right call right there. He hit into a double play to end the game. I, I understand that. It was the right call to go to Rowdy right there. Rowdy, Rowdy. The stage was set for a walk-off exciting Brewers victory. It didn't happen. The batter before that is what I'm talking about. And then rewind even a little bit further till, uh, to mid-afternoon today. When you saw the lineup and saw that Omar Narvaez, Christian Yelich, and Rowdy Tellez—all three of them were not in this lineup today. Ah, just saying. Uh, they're four and five now. David Stearns has a, a window of time in which you generally kind of get a good look at what your baseball team is. It's a little bit tighter of a window, of expanded window. I have the tighter window. To kind of get a good look at what this team is. I go 25 games. He about doubles it. He goes a third of the season. And it's just sort of this, what he called a rule of thumb. It's a general sense. A couple months gives you a pretty good idea. I, I, guess, I guess I can go with that. I, I tighten things up a little bit to 25 games. What can you say about this Brewers offense? They've scored two runs in their last 20 innings of play. Two runs. In their last 20 innings. Do we credit the Cardinals pitchers on this? Is that what we're going to do? Nope. Is, I, I know that's the easy thing to do. When it gets your reaction, you tell me about Just talk to me about the offense. And I'll let you talk about the offense. It was struggling in Chicago. It struggled in Baltimore. And, it's and they struggling were. struggling here. Yeah, they were one Victor Caratini home run of getting shut out for the third time in their nine games this year. One third of games. <laughs> They've been uh, held to one run twice and been shut out twice. They it's, have little it, glimpses, in,
2: little glimpses it, here and there of the offense, but
4: it, it is, and, I, and I'm going to stay with it. But you guys, tell me, but tell me a story about this offense. Just, to, just, just don't put me to sleep. But tell me a little story about this offense. Above average, we've talked about that. Where your confidence uh, level is, we've talked about that. Is it a chemistry thing? To me, it's, I'll, I'll agree with David Stearns on one thing. You don't know what you have, yeah, for a couple of months in this regard. And that is sort of a personality, sort of a feel for the team. Right now, it's, they're sort of... Neutral, and I know their offense has been struggling, so it's tough to kind of get things cooking in terms of celebrations and you know what you, what you want to do, certain high fives, uh, home run celebrations, all those things. They'll, they'll find themselves. It's tough to find those things when you're scoring two runs in your last 20 innings, when you're getting shut out two of nine games. Four of the nine games you've scored one run or less. That the, I, and I understand that's the challenging part to find that. But it does seem sort of numb right now, the offense. It just seems like they're there. Uh, Tim, you're right. And, and, you know, maybe there's a little glimpse or two here or there. Check out the Major League scoreboard. Ask your phone. Check out your phone. And just look at the scores of baseball games on a given night these days. You see seven runs pop up. You see eight runs pop up. You see a 10 here and there. You see a bunch of fives here and there. You see sixes. You see fours. We just don't see that. We don't see that this year. I don't like it. And I know most Brewers fans don't like it. Long season understood. I'm not not just going to throw in any sort of offensive towel yet. You guys know where I stand. I think this offense is going to be good. They don't look good right now. They just don't. They don't look good right now. And anyone tells you that they, they look good, they're, they're, they're lying to you. They don't look good. You can't get anything going. You can't get a crooked number. More than like once every two and a half games. When was the last time they put up a four spot? Have they yet? <laughs> we'll have to check the line scores. I'm not sure if they have. But you guys tell me 26,356 coming out of uh, American Family Field after a 2-1 to loss. Nate, you're going to lead things off. Tell me a little story. Don't put me to sleep. Not, it's, this is not a bedtime story, but tell me about uh, the Brewers' offense here. You're on the fan.
2: Oh, I'm definitely not going to put you to sleep because I'm pissed off. Um, this is ridiculous. This lefty-righty this lefty lineup, lineup is crap. I'm tired of this. You got guys that's been producing for you, been scoring runs, and you got them on the bench. Like last I heard,
4: point. Nate. Last I heard, Christian Yelich is off to a decent start. Last exactly. I heard, you and I have focused in and honed in on Omar Narvaez together. And yes. uh, last checked, he's been barreling up some balls, even even if they're outs. He's been putting the barrel on it. Last checked, right. Rowdy Telez is maybe one of the, if not the, most underrated hitter. On this baseball team right now, all three of right. them—I don't know—I'm just—I'm just saying. I, I know it's a long season. That's what they're going to tell you. All three of them—they—they they get to sit today.
2: But when you—this is this is my problem. You got Cody Long back to seventh. Could that his the best? Uh, the best spot for him to be is laid off for him to use all his abilities of being able to steal bases, get on base, and set a tone for the game. You got your best RBI, uh, RBI producer this year, Andrew McCutcheon, batting leadoff with nobody on the basis. So even if he does get a uh, even if he does get a base hit, a double or something, there's nobody on the basis to score. So it doesn't really matter, because at the end of, at the end of the day, you still got guys behind him who can't who can't put who wouldn't be able to hit a beach ball at this point. And then for for me with this lefty righty, you're you're struggling to score runs. I don't know if Craig Council. Is I don't know what he's watching, but his offense is struggling to score runs. And and if say for instance a guy does get an RBI or they do have a good game, he's like, oh no, we can't have that. We got to put him on the bench. We got to we got to throw somebody else in there. I, I'm, not, I'm not I don't want to give up on Renfro, but why is Renfro in the lineup over Christian Yelich?
4: <laughs> Your three, three four hitters off. today were Renfro and Keston Hira.
2: If you want to give somebody a day off, give Renfro a day off. Give him a day off to collect his head, get uh, 'cause he's been he's been having pitches come right down the middle, and he's just been popping them up. Like my goodness, if you want to give anybody a day off, give these guys that are struggling that probably need a little bit of time off, give them a day off. But keep the guys in there that's hot and that's and that's mm-hmm. producing runs for you. How are you going to produce any type of runs when the best when the best people that are putting barrel the ball and hitting home runs over the fence, making decent contact, are either on the bench or they're not in the best the best spot for them to produce in the lineup. This is
4: that ridiculous. should have been Christian Yellis. I'm telling you right now, it should have been yelly to pinch hit for Renfro. I'm not saying he would have came through. Nate, uh, we're going to talk all year long. Thanks for the call, and it's going to be interesting to see how far Craig Council takes this left-hander uh, versus left-hander lineup. It's going to be interesting to see how long he goes with this. Now, we did see Rowdy Tellez get a spot start against a lefty a couple of days ago. That was cool. So I'm not saying he's at his breaking point. Certainly, nine games doesn't make a season. But it will be interesting. We'll keep our – believe me, we're going to keep our eyes, at least on this show, on how long he goes with this lefty riding lineup. We also need to keep in mind – that all players are not the same. All players are not equal. They're not. Tyrone Taylor is Tyrone Taylor because he's Tyrone Taylor. Okay? I'm not knocking Tyrone Taylor. I'm just saying, he is what he is. Is you get a little bit better as, as we move along here? I do agree with that. A little bit. Is, is, he, is he a, a, a must-start? over Lorenzo Cain at this point. If it were me, I got an offensive problem. Lorenzo Cain plays until he breaks down. And then I'll deal with a Tyrone Taylor. Tyrone Taylor off the bench got a little pop on the right side. Do you want to go with Mike Brasso? Although he did hit a seven, <laughs> seventh inning pinch hit homer in Chicago to win a game. But again, you see what I'm saying. Keston Hira is not the same as Rowdy Tellez right now. He's just not. Much as you want to make him that, he's not because his name is Keston Hera and the other dude's name is Rowdy Telez. Hunter Renfro isn't Christian Yelich. Because he's Hunter Renfro. They they're not They're not interchangeable here all the time. And sometimes I think Craig Council has a just this. Equal lineup, top to to bottom. Equal roster, top to bottom. Like, everybody's the same. Everyone deserves the same chance. It's just not true. There's a pecking order. That dude's paid more for a reason. That dude's been bouncing back and forth from the minors for a reason. That dude's uh, unproven for a reason. They're not all the same. The other thing to think about here with this offense, and this is, this is a bigger picture sort of comment. Uh, Tim Shea, the producer tonight, and, and I were talking about it uh, during the game. And we were just making observations of, th- think about the position player group. You know, your, your position players, your offensive players. What is this organization provided in terms of productivity and decent productivity to the po- position player side in the last decade, 10 years, 10 years worth. So, Man, it sounds like I'm slamming a team I love. I'm really not. I'm just pointing out this. I'll, I'll still love them. I still love them, even though the farm system has uh, churned out all of, at this point, right now, the last 10 years. Drafted players by this organization has put out Tyrone Taylor and Keston Hira to help out on the offense. Ten years. You want to expand that a little bit? Let's just talk about the starting pitchers. Two. Two? In ten years' worth of drafts, Woody and Burns... Peralta outside the organization. Adrian Hauser, same deal. Josh Hader, same deal. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll give you Devin Williams. So three. So when we talk about offense, I think David Stearns has done one hell of a job in putting these guys on the field together. Rowdy Telez and Hunter Renfro's and Willie Adamas and Colton Wong's, all from outside this organization, not a one in their A lineup. Omar Narvaez. Not a one came from this organizational drafts in the last decade. I guess you could say Lorenzo Cain, but but again, you know what I mean. 414, 799, 1250. We're talking about the offense. Brewers lose two to one here. I just thought I had to make that observation. I don't like making some of those observations to to a bunch of Brewer fans that are like me, that love this team, I'm not apologizing for what I'm talking about by no stretch. I'm just telling you it pains me to talk like that. But I have to, because I have to point that out. Keston Hira and Tyrone Taylor are the only two that this organization has churned out to help this offense in a decade. Jim in Chicago at 799-1250. What's going on, Jim? There'll be better nights, I promise.
5: Oh, man. You know, last night we were talking about how, you know, this 10-run win is, is not as painful as a one-run loss or, you know, 10-run loss. <laughs> I, I agree. That's I, what kind of stings a little bit. Yeah. And I guess what I'm looking at, like with the offense, I'm kind of thinking back to, you know, it, it seemed like in, in mid-September the offense started to cool down a little bit. And that, that, that hurt us in the playoffs, obviously. And and I guess where I exist right now, I'm somewhere between. I'm not quite concerned. I, I'm more like scratching my head, like what are we gonna do? Um, I, I mean, it's it, it's tough to see. We've got we've got players that, that that have some talent, but we just haven't put it together in these first you know ten games or so. Um, and, you know, and to your point with this whole thing with drafting and and you know, how many people have we produced? I agree with you absolutely. Um, but I guess my impression of, of baseball, and Tim, you can you, can, you know, uh, articulate this better than I, it, you know it's different than like football, basketball, where you get a guy and they're pretty much put into to the pro game within a year or two. It just seems like these guys got to develop. So I think for an for a organization like us, it, it, that's where the, the general manager has such a, a greater key role because he's got to find guys to fill in. I mean, guys get drafted and they got to develop for years before, you know, they're going to hit the majors. Um, you know, I think Stearns has done a decent job of that. That's that's where where I put my optimism right now. It's just I hope that we can start to put people together and, and, and get this offense going. You know, I think yep. we got a lot of pieces that could be a great team.
4: Oh, absolutely it could be. And I, I, I still think I'm going to hang in there with the offense. But, all right, thanks for the call. And they're going to tell you it's nine games, Tim. Shush. Shut it. No. I'm just telling you what, what's going on in nine games. So we're not supposed to look at nine games? And I know what they have to say. I know it's, it's the marathon, not a sprint conversation. I get that. But I like to look at nine games. That's what I do. Here's something. Why, why Here's wouldn't something. we? Here's something for you. Brewers
5: have 25 runs
2: scored this season so far. There's only one other team with less than that that is the
4: arizona diamondbacks at 21 go the worst team in baseball last year the arizona diamondbacks um i you know it 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 does sort of pain me to to again uh talk about uh you know an underachieving bunch of guys i think they're going to hold their confidence i do uh and i th- I think you'll see some some much better production out of this offense in the future i I do i'm gonna stay with that um my, my goodness it's tough. Let's get in uh let's see Brett Brett, you're next on the fan. Tell me a little story about this offense what's going on hey Tim how you doing? more important how you are
6: Well, I live in Chicago now, so uh not as good as you so <laughs> um Here's my take. I think I think Rowdy needs to play every day, even if left handed pitching's in there. I you know what? I do think that um I think Keston's good, but I think Rowdy's a starter. And I I do think that we're gonna be better once um uh once Arias comes back. You know, it sucks that we have to play Jason Brasso every day and you know, I like those two guys, but I like them more in a backup role. And for sure. uh, you know, and here's the thing. I think you saw some encouraging things with the starters going forward. Now, I, you know, I mean, Burns and Woodruff both looked – I mean, Woodruff, Burns looked okay, I guess, in the opening start, but Woodruff looked terrible, and he looked really good um, yesterday. And, I, you know, obviously we're a pitching team, and, um, you know, Lauer looked good too, and Hauser uh, looked really good tonight. And mm-hmm. I do think that eventually, like, you know, it's all going to come together, and, you know, the starting pitching is going to go through the playoffs either way. Um, you know, I do think they need another bat, though. Uh, I don't know where you think they need another bat, but they do need another bat at some point.
7: So,
4: Well, I, I will say this. Brett, thanks for the call, and there's some good points there. You're right on the pitching side of things. They are turning the corner a little bit. They really are. Adrian was good tonight. He really was. He deserved he was that. Good. He deserved the win tonight. Absolutely. He did. Absolutely. You, you put up three or four runs. It, didn't, it w- wasn't going to take much. Do we credit the Cardinals every time? Uh, do we credit the other team every time we, we have a shutout or one-run performance, back-to-back one-run performances from the offense? Do we, do we credit them? There's a degree of that. But then we have to go back to Baltimore. I think the Brewers lost the opener to Zip. We have to credit that pitching. And then we have to go back to Chicago. And So, so far, in every series, we're having to credit the other guys. It's going to get old. It's going to get old. Might not be old to you or the players. Certainly isn't old to the players yet. Uh, they're going to hang in there. 799, 1250. You know, uh, talk about David Stearns and think about what he's done. When I, when I point out the farm system, the drafting, scouting, and development. Just think about what David Stearns could do. If he's doing this with, with $100 million or $120 million, depending on the year, if he's doing this, no other National League team in the regular season has, his season has won more games than the Brewers except the Dodgers. The Dodgers, the only team that has won more games than the Brewers the last five seasons. That's putting this into perspective. Could you imagine – What David Stearns would do if he's doing this on this budget when he's grabbing the Renfros, he's grabbing the Yeliches, he's getting a Lorenzo Kane, you know, Omar Narvaez, he's getting uh, Willie Adamas. You think about what he can do with a hundred more million a year to work with, not just a hundred, a hundred more. Instead of 120, he goes to 240. Could you imagine? David Stearns, much as, as much as I think Craig Council is going to win a World Series as a manager, I think even more at this point that David Stearns will win a World Series in a front office, but I cannot assure you that he'll do it here. Because, think, again, think about him with a budget, with an open checkbook. <laughs> My goodness. He's, he's going to be Dealer Dave is what's going to happen. All right, well, I'm going to have to take a break. This, that, that's a long opening segment here. 799-1250, uh, um, 26,356 coming out of American Family Field. Just tell, tell me about the offense. Maybe settle down, guys like me. Not really. I, I hope I don't sound like I'm overreacting after nine games, but I'm just reacting about the nine games. Does that make sense? That's all I'm doing. And the offense, I mean, I'm sorry, guys. Quite frankly, it doesn't look good in nine games of play. It's just collectively in nine games. Will they be better in 19, 29, or 119? I, I think so. But just in terms of nine games, it ain't looking good for this offense. It just doesn't look good. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Brewers fall 2-1 to one. Uh, Jim in Chicago was right. Ten to one I can handle yesterday. Two to one, this one gets me. We'll be right back here on The Fan.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
8: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
3: It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network, now featuring home grill kits to go. Visit them at 5oClockSteakhouse.com.
4: Two to one, brewers get beat by the Cardinals. I hate saying that, isn't this fun? No, I, I do mean that in a in a in a real way. It it is f- Anytime we can talk about Brewers baseball, it is in the grand scheme fun. It gets a little frustrating at times. We have to talk about an offense that is just not good through nine games. I don't know how else to say that. Notice I said through nine games. So if there's players or a manager or a coach that's listening, through nine games, the offense is not good. And through three games. Uh, uh, with me here, I'm 0 and 3. <laughs> yeah, you are 0 and 3, Tim Shea. We're so. gonna have to. You're not. You're not coming in tomorrow. All right. Uh, the Brewers' offense has put up two runs in their last 20 innings of work, and every offense is going to scuffle a little bit. They they will throughout a season. They will go through another stretch, l- maybe later on this year, maybe twice, where they score two runs in 20 innings. Hopefully those, those will be held to a minimum. But uh, if you're on hold, we'll get to you right away here. Let's get to the, uh, the call of the game here, which is when you get beat 2-1, to one, you got to, again, focus on the one. We did that last night. I don't want to make this a habit. But let's get to the one. Eighth inning, Victor Caratini. Line
5: drive, left field. It is gone.
4: A home run. One-run ball game off the home run from Caratini. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take that. That makes it a one-run ball game, and that's where it stood, two to one, as heard on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Adrian Hauser deserved a better fate tonight. The pitching staff as a whole did a nice job tonight. It really did. Brent Suter was nice to see him back on the mound as well. And again, the call of the game brought to you by Five O'clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Let's get back to you guys. Tell me a little bit of of a story about this offense. Make us all feel a little bit better on a Saturday night. Easter Eve here. 2022's championship season now sits at 4 and 5. Matt, you're next. What's going on, Matt?
9: Not much. How
4: are you? Well, More important how you are.
9: I'm doing pretty well. I'm I get we're only nine games into the year and everything and losing to the Cardinals and Cubs is a little bit concerning to me. I I'm so far agreeing with everything you are saying. I'm gonna be honest right now. The hitting is just a joke right now. I have to be honest. And Adrian Hauser definitely deserved a win tonight. I I have to be honest with you right now.
4: Uh, oh, no, 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 and that's and that's okay, but that doesn't mean we don't love them any, le- any less or more. It just means that it, it is what it is. Uh, I will say this, eight hits for the Cardinals, along with three walks, 11 base runners. Brewers yeah. had five hits tonight and not one walk.
9: Yeah, I get what you're saying, and as as a fan, it's been kind of an interesting ride because I'm one of those fans that looks into the preseason talk and seems Brewer's projected winning the division and everything, and you get my hopes up. I was at the last two games yesterday. It was just really, really painful to watch. Freddie Peralta, in my opinion, does not look good after two starts, and i just got to be honest right now. Yeah, I no. I like what David it. Stearns brought in over the offseason and everything. I think he did make some good moves, but I think a lot of teams did want him because I think McCutcheon is a really good pickup. I had relied on him to get a lot of hits this year, I mean, which he's come up really clutch pretty often, but the thing is I'm – the front office is my opinion. David Stearns has done a good job. It's just that Marco Anadiacio, he's not willing out to go out and spend money on players. He's doing a lot of minor league contracts. I think he is a big problem in why the Brewers cannot win a championship. I'm going to be honest.
4: He's got the highest payroll uh, in franchise history right now. Now, with, with regards to payroll, it does tend to go up over the years. And, and because the organization is more valuable and there's just a little more revenue to work with. That's a natural progression in, in a lot of businesses. You just, you just end up paying more. Okay, fair enough. But again, uh, could you imagine? And you're right. David Stearns has done a great job. Matt, don't be a stranger, man. Call, call any time. 799-1250. I, I just, <laughs> um, just with what David Stearns has done. Give him another, not even $100 million. I won't even go that far. Give him another $60 million. Make it at $180 million payroll. Oh, boy. Could you imagine? Wow. So, they, I mean, again, Mark Adonacio did not uh, did not want to be that revealing about the David Stearns conversation. Uh, uh, the other day when he addressed the media. He didn't want to go there. You know... Uh, I, I don't know if David Stearns is here forever, guys. I, I just don't. And and a lot of people wonder about his contractual situation. I think a couple of more years. And they might have to get it done within a couple of years. And hopefully it's this year. Uh, Tim, where are we going now? Let's go to uh, Heimer out in Greenfield. Heimer in Greenfield. You're on the postgame show. What's going on?
7: Tim, it's more important how you are. <laughs> okay. okay, thank Before you. We get going here. And I'm probably going to fire you up right now. Okay. I know you're a council fan. But you tell me, how would a runner on first base and one out he pinch hits Telez with Yelich in the on-deck circle?
4: Well, Yelich should have. No, no, no. You may have missed it. Yelich should have been the pinch hitter for Renfro, and then it should have been Telez for Keston Hira.
7: But okay, okay. There's a runner on first, okay. Should, shouldn't shouldn't have Yelich hit in Telles' spot.
4: I think he. I'll go you one hit. better. Like I said, he should he should have hit for Renfro.
7: Okay, well, what's uh, counsel really?
4: Are you kidding I, me, Tim? I, I know I don't agree with the moves. I don't agree with it. You're going for the win right there. I thought for a second there, Heimer that you were going to ask for the bunt there, and thank goodness you didn't, it could, because in that situation, I would have been like, no, we're not bunting in that situation. In that situation, you want one swing to win a baseball game. That's the time to get the one swing to win the game. Given that, Great. Yelich and Telez back-to-back instead of Renfro and Keston That's what this came down to. Do you want Renfro and Telez or Yelich and Telez? To try and win you a baseball game with one swing of the bat. To me it was pretty he, simple.
7: Right, but shouldn't shouldn't Yelich be up there before Telez? Because the Telez hits into that deuce, which is the possibility he does, and he did, your twenty eight million dollar man, who I don't care what his smash rate has been, I mean he's struggling. He you know, he the golden sombrero last night. Yeah, yeah. But for 28 mil, no. come on, Tim. He's got to get up there. And Okay, this is what we're paying you for.
4: Well, how to about we meet in the middle? H-
7: H- H- how, about, Heimer, the how
4: about we meet in the middle and we say that Yelich should have had an at-bat in the ninth inning, regardless of oh, yeah, who correct. it was for. Okay. All right. Correct. Yeah, let's, I'll meet you there.
7: Yeah, I mean, he should. And with the King thing, Tim, the worst signing
3: Stearns ever made.
7: At 32 years old, you're signing a guy for four years for $80 million. He's on the – he's going downhill at 32. He had a good year with us. I, I'm not arguing that. He bailed at COVID year. A lot of guys – hey, 80% of the league, these guys got kids. And he's bailing because, you know, that's his choice.
4: Mm-hmm,
7: mm-hmm. But – yeah, I what's he making? 18 mil or something this year? Yeah, 18 this year. Yeah, and and when he does, you know, make contact, you know, it's a seeing a single up the middle. You know, I mean, it, it, there's no no
4: no drives, no power. I understand your point. I, I I totally understand your point. But I think this also, when they did sign Lorenzo Cain, I think they knew at the tail end of the four year deal that it was going to be, you know, uh, probably a little bit overpay situation. They brought him in for what he could do the first couple of years. I I really believe this. They brought him in to to see what he could do the first couple of years, and he performed well. He really did in more ways than on the field, though, Heimer. And I think that's, uh, generally speaking, what – the team was looking for at that time. They were looking for some leadership, someone to take the baton from Braun. Braun was a leader, regardless of what people think of Braun. He was kind of a leader in that clubhouse. He was, and, and he has admitted that, and I think a lot of other people have. But Lorenzo Cain brought to this organization much more than just what he did on the field, and that's part of it. But I, th- I think, more importantly, they knew the final year or two of this deal, They weren't going to get the bang for the buck.
7: Yeah, but Tim, that's a lot of money, man, for a guy even in the clubhouse that's kind of you know pumping you up. It is a
4: lot of money—eighteen
7: million a year. Yeah, right around twenty a a year. And then he sat out, and then he was okay last year, whatever. But way, way overpaid. I mean, he's way on the downside and making huge money. Give Corey Ray a shot. I mean, the guy, you know, you, you bring him up in the past, you know, he plays for two weeks and he goes one for 10 and then he's done. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. give these give these young guys a shot. Give the kids from UCLA they drafted. Bring him up.
4: Well, You're going to you know? see these guys. I'm not saying this year, but you're going to see them soon. You will. For once. Remember. Uh, Heimer, don't be a stranger. Call any time. I love the debate. I really do. The okay. Lorenzo Thanks, Cain man. debate is a really interesting conversation. It is. For once now, this organization, I truly believe this, they're going to have some studs coming up. They are. They, I don't think there's any debate about, you know, there's strength in numbers. You remember when the Prince and and uh, Ricky Weeks and Corey Hart and J.J. Hardy and all these guys came up together. You remember that? They all didn't have to, quote, hit. But you knew if you had a group of them with high-end projections that some of them would. That's the situation that the Brewers Farm System is in now. You talk about a Ronald Acuna or you know Juan Soto or some of these guys that come up at just such a young age. To me, it looks like they're kind of filtering these younger dudes through the system more quickly than I've ever seen this organization do. That's a great sign. And, and part of that is the talent for sure. But the, another part is, uh, the analysis through scouting and then the development side of things. So I w I wouldn't, I w I wouldn't be uh, opposed to, you know, some of these other guys, C- Corey Ray, oh, let me see here fourth overall fourth or fifth overall, the years are starting to stack up on him, Heimer. They just are. And, I mean, he can't put things together in, in, the, in the minor leagues. And sometimes some players can't, and then they just hit the big leagues, get their shot, and never look back. I get that. I, I just I don't think they believe he's one of them. I don't. Will he be a fourth or fifth outfielder? Look at Tyrone Taylor. He's a perfect example. I believe he was drafted in 2012, 10 years ago, guys. You know, that's the help we're getting through the farm system. So that's why he goes and gets Renfro's and Adamas's and Narvae's. That's that's why he got a Christian Yelich. That's why he pulled off a trade for Luis Urias. That's why he pulled off a trade to get Rowdy Tellez. That's why he's been doing this, because the farm system has been no help. I hate that. I hate saying that. I really do. All right, 799-1250. John. John, you're next. Two to one, Brewers fall to the Cards. What's up?
3: Hey, how are you? I've been well, better. You wanted good news. I don't really have any. I think it's the worst three, four, five hitter, for sure in the league. It might go down as the worst ever in Brewer history, right? <laughs> you, I
4: mean, you mean today's done. today's lineup, the Renfro, Kestenhira?
3: Well, I'm I'm different than most of the people in Milwaukee. I think Yelich is all done. I don't know how. I don't know how a guy turned from Babe Ruth to Bob Euker. I don't know how that happened in two <laughs> years in the prime of his career. But after that Atlanta at-bat, I know I'm going back to last year, he wanted no part of that at-bat. He just sat there. He looked like he was afraid to death, just totally opposite of Braun.
4: Totally I was untouched. in Las Vegas. Normally I'm happy when I'm in Las Vegas. After that Christian Yelich at-bat, I was stunned. Uh, it was yeah. shocking it to was me. It was brutal.
3: It was yeah. brutal. And he's a double-A player people argue with me. You can argue with the stat, the the numbers are the numbers. He's a two forty hitter with zero power. Zero, nothing. He has no power anymore. So that's two and a half years now, right? Or two years, I'm sorry. We're only in game ten. I get it. But tonight's lineup, yeah, three, four, five, you're never gonna win a game without Tyrone Taylor and testing here. Good luck. I mean, and you're going against their three, four, five. It's not The rest of our lineup's okay, I guess, but the three, four, five hitters are atrocious. Even Yelich and Renfro and Telez, just compare it to the Cardinals. Come on. I mean, Renato,
4: O'Neill, and good luck.
3: I can't believe anyone thinks the Brewers are going to win this division. I'll call you back in June. We'll be 10 games behind the Cardinals. This lineup can't win the division. It can't. It is not. I know it's only nine games, but go back to last year. The lineup was it wasn't good last year either. I mean, Adamas came in and kind of rejuvenated the lineup in April, right? We were really bad before he got there. He got really hot, gave us a big boost. But I, it's, I don't know if you're if you look at it realistically, you can't look at the middle of the lineup and go, "Yeah, that's a good three, four, five. You can't. I don't care. Yel- Yelich is a name. That's all he is. He doesn't do it. He doesn't hit anymore. So what, you know, how can you, oh, it's Yelich? Well, you're, you're not, not alone. I mean, I, I don't know. I love the guy. I just don't, someone has to tell me what happened. Like, I would love to be able to talk to Stern and say, you have to tell me what happened. How does the guy literally go from the best baseball player I ever laid my eyes on practically. I'm 50 years old. I've never seen anybody play better for that three-year stretch. And he literally just is, it's impossible to go from that to this in that short of a period of time at the age of 28. I, someone has to – I've never seen it. Have you ever seen it in any sport? No. Has anyone ever declined like that from that level to just to this? I've never seen it.
4: I I, I agree uh, that the the drop-off is pretty amazing, and you're not alone, man. You're not. There's a lot of Brewers fans right now that are extremely concerned about everything you just said there about Christian Yelich, there's a lot of fans that are the same the key, way. Man. Like, how does this right? happen?
3: He's how did it happen? And he's the key. They're paying him. I'm rounding, but thirty million bucks a year. So you can blame Antonasio, but he paid the man and the guy thirty million dollars a year. I'd almost be willing at this point if this goes on to which I think unfortunately it's going to pass the All Star break. I'd give up a, a player, a good player, a pitcher, Peralta, and say. Get this contract off the books. They're going to be bad forever with that contract. It goes to twenty twenty nine. He, it's, it's again the Brewers can't afford thirty million for a double A player.
4: The, that is a, the Dodgers can. It's,
3: it's kind of happening with Bellinger, right? Bellinger's,
4: yeah, he's atrocious,
3: yep. but not still the epic collapse like Yelich, and he wasn't as good as Yelich.
4: Yeah, the
3: guy. Had, everyone forgets, right? Three twenty nine. 44 home runs, 30 stolen bases. How do you go from that to 240 with nine homers, no power, can barely hit the ball to the infield? It just its – I've never seen – there has to be something to the story that we don't know. I, I've been saying it. I've been saying it for so
4: a while. And you know what? I've been avoiding – you know, not avoiding. I've been uh... – I've been debating this now on the air for a long time here, and I've stayed away from agreeing with a lot, of, a lot of people that say since the kneecap injury down in Miami, it changed him. Now, why it changed him, we could talk all day why. I don't know why, but if we, now I'm starting to think that if we're looking for a tipping point, let's identify the tipping point. When did it stop? When did it shut off? That I guess it, it was that day. It was that swing yep. when it shut off. Now, I'm not blaming that necessarily. I'm not all in on that quite yet, but I'm starting to lean that way. And I, I opposed a lot of callers, dude, that called in and said, hey, ever since the kneecap, he's never been the same. Well, now I'm starting to lean that way. And, and again, let's just identify the tipping point first. Then
0: now, the why part of it. How powerful is Cox Internet?